Hello and welcome to another episode of a Brothers Creed podcast where we talk about motivation, experiences, and we explore the world around us. We're the Thomas Brothers and I'm Jared. And I'm Ethan. And today we are starting a a new chapter of our podcast where we will be doing weekly credo episodes. Uh, these will be small kind of bite-sized episodes which explore some of the foundational pillars of our personal creeds uh, and what we think some of the pillars of creeds should be, things that that we're developing, that we're continuing to get better and better at, uh, as well as things that we think that uh, you could add to your own personal creed. And so, uh, like we said, these will be uh, smaller episodes you can listen to quickly and get a ton out of. So today we're going to be talking about respect. All right, let's dive in. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Most valuable commodity I know of is information. And that, my friends, is called integrity. That's called courage. Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of. Either you're somebody or you're nobody. You're not the devil. You're practice. So respect is is an interesting uh, pillar to any creed. I think it's important to respect there's different layers of respect uh, that that and thinking about this and I think that in in some sense everybody deserves respect as a human being, uh, especially in America, we respect people's rights. Uh, to do the things that they want. So sometimes people maybe may disagree with people, uh, but I still respect their right to disagree with me. Uh, I might not respect what they're saying, uh, but I respect their right to disagree with me. I think we've lost a little bit of that in this country. Uh, and and that automatically we just you know say, you can't say that. It's like, well, I, I don't know. I, I think you can say that, but I just don't agree with you what you have to say. And so those are different things. Uh, we Like... That's kind of what the Constitution enshrines is it's like basic rights of all humans, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Like those are basic things that every human should be respected for. Uh, and I, I think that that's uh, kind of the base level of respect that everyone is due. Uh, when we talk about higher levels of respect, I think it's very, it's you need to be much more discerning about how you respect people and who you respect. I think we live in a world that can be often very fake uh, with, you know, we have some of these influencers out there like that will claim to be one thing. Oh, I've only eaten liver for the past 10 years of my life. And this is how I jacked I am. And you're like, oh man, I respect that guy so much. And you can I, get jacked like this too if you eat raw monkey testicles. Oh yeah, all you gotta eat is just... Uh, you know, beef, raw beef liver. And here's a video of me doing that. And it's like, okay. Uh, but, you know, obviously there's a lot of people that are trying to do that, trying to get respect, but really it's fake. Uh, what was that? Ty Lopez, like his whole thing at the beginning was just a facade uh, to try to get, you know, he rented cars and rented books and rented Airbnb houses so that he could look super wealthy so that people would, it would look like he's super credible. So I think that you have to be very careful where you place your respect. Um, 
I once, because there's a lot of artificial uh, influencers out there. I've read a, I always kind of think about something. It's like, don't take advice from someone who isn't uh, where or where you want to be or doing the things that you want to do. Uh, and that kind of goes back to respect. So I have, I have one story on respect. Uh, and I've been recently reading, um, I've been recently reading a book uh, by David McCullough called The Wright Brothers. And I know, Ethan, you've talked about The Wright Brothers in one of our episodes that was like an excellent uh, episode that you did and where you kind of, it was so theatrical. I mean, I almost cried at how beautiful it was. But the book uh, by David McCullough is 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 wonderful. And there's a, a piece in there where he talks about uh, Wilbur Wright. Wilbur Wright went to France after they had kind of done all their tests and stuff in Kitty Hawk. They went to France and he was kind of, trying to prove how great uh, their flying machine was. So he sent his, he had his brother Orville, his younger brother, send over the pack, the, the plane in a box, and he sent it over, but the customs totally opened it up and jacked everything all up. And so he had to go and try to fix it up because he was going to do a demonstration in France. And so there was a, a local Frenchman who was an air uh, enthusiast, uh, you could call an aeronautic enthusiast, I guess you could say, and he was, his name was Léon Bolle. And he allowed uh, Wilbur uh, to use his his workshop, his factory. And when Wilbur went in there, uh, he really gained the respect of all of these workmen in those factories. Uh, At that time, there was kind of this really class divide between the workmen's and then like the managers or like the aristocrats. And he was an inventor, but yet he was a workman. Uh, and one of his letters home, he, he told his father that the men down at Bowley's shop have taken up a collection to buy me a testimonial of their appreciation. Uh, they say that I, too, am a workman. Uh, he knew that his father would appreciate that uh, and that being, rec- his, being recognized for his uh, you know, value and hard work and dignity as a hard worker, uh, his father always appreciated that. And Wilbur was willing to work just alongside these guys. And even in the painful, physically demanding work environment they were working in, in fact, some of the things that they said, they were they were like, oh, yeah, he was great. He would start when the factory bell, factory horn, or, or maybe it was not a horn, it was like a whistle blew. And then he would stop when the whistle blew, just like us. Uh, and then sometimes he Wilbur expressed some frustration trying to help, have these guys help him and he didn't speak French and so he was like I need a screwdriver and then he'd say sometimes they would walk off and he didn't know if they understood him or if he did, if he, if they if they did or they didn't and then he'd go off and find him and he's like I guess he didn't understand what I said when I said a screwdriver so uh, he became good friends with these guys and they gained a respect for him for how hard he worked and how diligent he was at what he did uh uh, in, in making those planes and, and fixing that plane. So I thought that was a great example of someone who gained respect through the way that he was uh, of just the lay person and how they even uh, got together a collection uh, to, to share their appreciation for him. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Just you be you and... It's it's cool that it, when somebody is just being themselves and it commands it commands respect from other people. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I like that. 
I like that. Just you can you can gain and lose a lot of respect by the things that you do, just by your your example. That's why they say I can't hear what you're saying because your actions are speaking so loudly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um so I went uh I went a little different direction. Um when it comes to respect, I uh, remembered this old story and it took me a while to to find it. I mean, I could have just told it, but I was trying to find like the original source of it. Um, but it was this uh, it's a story that's told from the perspective of an old man. And he uh, was telling the story of his uh, parents during kind of the, the depression age time and uh so i'll go through and i'll kind of read his story from a a first person's perspective um and how his father was able to show respect for his mother um and i think that's one huge thing in a way that we can teach others is by being a good example of respect uh for our kids so it says When I was little, my mom liked to make breakfast and dinner every day. And I remember a night in particular that she had made dinner after a long, hard day at work. She worked. That evening, my mom placed a a plate of eggs, sausage, and extremely burnt toast in front of my dad. I remember waiting at the table to see if anyone else noticed it. Yet all my dad did was reach for his burnt toast, smile at mom, and ask me how my day was at school. I don't remember what I told him, but I do remember watching him smear butter and jam on his burnt toast and eat every bite. When I got up from the table, I heard my mom apologize to my dad for burning the toast, and I'll never forget the words that he said. He said, baby, I love burnt toast. (laughs) Later that night, I went to say goodnight to my father and I asked him, dad, do you really like burnt toast that bad? He wrapped his arms around me and said, son, your mama put in a hard day's work and she graciously cooked dinner for us. I know she was tired, but I like burnt toast. And, um, it, it, it's interesting diving into it a little bit and he goes on to talk a little bit more and says, whatever I've learned over the years says, I know life is full. And this is a lesson that his dad taught him afterwards. He said, I know life is full of imperfect, imperfect things and imperfect people. All of us burn the toast, right? At one point or another. All of us make mistakes, but we are here to support each other, to respect each other. And it kind of goes along with what you said at the beginning, Jared, we don't always have to agree. And I don't think anybody really likes charred toast, right? But his dad was setting an example for him and saying, it's not a big deal. Like it's just some toast. And I'm not going to give your mother a hard time about this. I, she, she deserves the respect to not make, not make a big deal out of it. 
to respect her enough to say, well, just brush it off. It's fine. No biggie. Yeah. You know, baby, I love burnt toast. <laughs> and so uh, that to me was a story that was just like, you know, how do I treat others, especially around other people? Um, you know, he could have said, you know, you burn my toast or go make me another one, woman yeah. or whatever else. Right. But this old man was looking back on like kind of the depression days and was just like, I remember specifically my dad treating my mother with such respect over such a small thing. And if we can treat each other with respect over small things, then. It's easier you know, to do with big things. How, yeah. How much easier would it be to do with, with the larger things? Um, so that's what, that's what I kind of thought about when I thought respect, right. But almost, you know, put, putting others before yourself to a certain extent. And, um, you know, even if someone's opinions are different than ours or if they mess up or whatever else it might be to kind of respect the the person they are and that they're on, they are on a journey as well. We are all, all on a journey together. Um, now, I think uh, there's there can be a loss of respect if, um, uh, yeah, I don't know, actions are not corrected or, um, you know, things are done purposefully to harm others. Right. But uh, it was just a good lesson to me for my own children is how am I showing respect to uh, their mother and how am I showing respect to them so that they can see me treat, you know, other siblings and them with respect as well. I think it sets a very good precedence for uh, respecting others in the future. Yeah. Love it. That's great. I think that. <clears throat> these have been some great stories, great bite-sized uh, things to take home. Think about two different ideas of respect, uh, different ways to think about it. And starts in the home. That's one thing we're working on right now is respecting, trying to, teach, t- trying to teach these kids respect, man. It's not easy. Yeah. I was watching this thing the other day and it was this girl, she was on a podcast and um, they were talking about raising kids. And she said one thing that the, that my mom always did to me was whenever she was in front of her friends or other people at school, at church or whatever, um, she would say, oh, you know, I don't know, let's say her name's Jennifer or something. She'd be like, oh, Jennifer is such a great kid. She's such a great kid. Oh, oh she's, you know, oh, yeah. Oh, no, Jennifer, she's so tr- trustworthy. You know, I I, she, I trust her a lot. Right. And almost like she would say these things in front of her daughter, in front of other people. Oh, yeah, she's she's amazing at that. She's a great listener, right? And and kind of these positive, almost these affirmations in front of other people. And she said, growing up, I believed all that. And she said, I was a great kid uh, because my mom said I was. And so it's like the 3D chess mind games. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And and she was just like, I never really got in trouble because I, my mom said that I was a great, she said I was a good listener. So I always try to be a good listener. She said I was great at this. So I try to be good at that. And, um, you know, it it really is, it's kind of a respect thing when I saw that. And I was thinking about this, this episode, I was just thinking, Man, I think that's respectful to build people up, especially your children in front of other people. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, my son, he's 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 a great listener. Or no, he's 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 a hard worker for sure. Especially that they hear that and they'll say, you know, I am, I am. And so let's set that example. I totally agree. Well, this has been a great episode. Respect can be a foundational block uh, of your personal creed. So apply it in your life and let's build our creeds together. All right, let's do it. Thank you.